0: Hello all of you on Zoom, hello all of you on Facebook, on YouTube, those catching up, it's great to be with you this morning. So these coming Sundays in January we're going to be looking back at the 2020 vision. We're going to do some reflecting, we're going to hear some stories, we're going to reflect on our fruitfulness Ah, fruitfulness, our fruitfulness, our successes. It's interesting the, the, the things our mind does when we say those words, that success. But where's our fruitfulness in God being? As well as the things that we have left saying, what on earth was that about? We're going to be looking at these times and discerning and Uh, defining this kingdom vision from last year so that it's not the end, so that we can move into the 2020s and carry that on with us. Because, you know, we actually spent three or four years approaching the 2020s, seeking to shape our kingdom habits, those corporate altogether as a church, but also individually, personally, because we knew that we wanted to grow in gospel confidence. We wanted to, to be confident in praying for healing, to grow in our generosity, and with leadership multiplication here in Crawley within our family, but also out into other places. You know, we, we took time to grow in our, our mercy and look at that and our church planting and shaping our building. Here we are in our building with, that would reflect the mission But all of this was within the discipleship framework, wasn't it? Do you remember our up, our in and our out, looking out to the uh, the world around us? And that means that we start and finish by growing in our love for God. These kingdom habits aren't just about a one-year program, are they? They've got to be about far more than just one year they've got to be a part of who we are as God's people in our culture and our behavior well in to these 20s that are coming.
1: Well thanks Kazi if you've got your Bibles just turn to Hebrews chapter 11 we touched on this passage last week as Kat says, these are these are different Sundays. We will have picked that up last Sunday as well, where we're looking back, but also really just um, resetting our vision, direction. It's a different kind of of, of preaching. Uh, we're just trying to hear together what God's saying through these 21 days. Um, Hebrews 11. Um, now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That's what faith is, the writer to the Hebrews says, he then goes on to say that that's been the case right from the beginning in creation um, with Abel and Cain, with um, Enoch and Moses uh, and Noah, rather, these heroes of the faith in the old days. And then he comes to Abraham and verse 8, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going, by faith he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. We've been saying we went with faith and obedience into these kingdom goals that, that Cassie's just reminded us of. Um, we weren't familiar <laughs> or confident in any way. This is not territory that we've been used to living with in, within our church culture. These last few weeks, as we've begun 2021, I've been reading lots of stories again of the East Anglian revival from 100 years ago this year. And as I read these stories of um of uh, young people caught up in a move of God of large numbers of people being saved and added and baptized and healings and life spilling over to the whole community, not just in the church. I realize I've never lived in these conditions. We've touched it. We've seen moments, but I've never lived habitually in these conditions. We've had a year last year in 2020 where we have deliberately positioned ourselves in faith Um, we've moved out from our normal habitation, if you like. Um, We've chosen to live in tents. It's been uncomfortable for us. Um, we've, we've been, as the Abraham passage describes, and we're kind of taking the passage prophetically to apply to us today. We, we've lived a little bit like refugees. We've felt like we've not belonged in this kingdom culture because it's not been normal for us, um, sadly. Um, we've, but we've positioned ourselves there. Um, we say we want this culture of kingdom life. It's been deliberate for, for me and for you. It's required daily faith to believe God that we could live like this kind of kingdom people. It, it's taken daily courage to act on what we believe in faith. And we're saying we want to make what has been a first step for us in 2020 our permanent dwelling. We're saying we want to build something of the kingdom of God. We, this place in this culture that was foreign to us. It was outside of our experience for most of us. It was countercultural and difficult. It wasn't normal for us. Um, this place is where we want to live now, growing in confidence in our kingdom values. In 1996, Cassie and I and baby Noah moved up to the north of Manchester to Oldham. We were there for the, we arrived in the September. By the end of October, there was snow that was two feet on the ground up in the hills above Manchester. We thought, what on earth have we moved to? And uh, it probably took us two or three years to learn to live in the north of England in a totally different culture, without being funny, a different language, um, people living and responding to us in very different ways to what we were used to in the south. If that's true in normal human life, just within our own country, never mind moving to another country, it's certainly true in terms of. Um, taking hold of and learning to live in, as normal, a kingdom culture. And we're saying by faith now, we want to continue to build on these principles and foundations that we've taken time to lay through this last year. We've laid them. We've worked hard. Hebrew says the architect of the kingdom is God himself. It's his kingdom. It's not ours that we're building. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Um, But that's what we're building, church. The old phrase is Rome wasn't built in the day. Um, If you... You, we, most of us live and work in Crawley. Crawley wasn't built in a day. It's a new town. It, 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 they began building it in the 1950s after the war. Um, 1960s, 70s, 80s, most of Crawley was built. They're still building great big new estates around Crawley today. Building a settlement takes time. Um, we're moving from a temporary settlement with regard to these kingdom goals. We're going, we're going to go year by year to build a city. We're looking for generations that grow up with these kingdom exploits that were a leap of faith for us, but a normal life for those that follow us as the kingdom of God expands. The great thing about an inheritance And leaving an inheritance is that you've got something to pass on to the next generation. There's there's an inheritance that we're building, a storehouse that we're growing together, church, in faith, as we take hold of these kingdom goals, not just for last year, but for this year and 22 and 23. We're, We're building up something that will be an inheritance for those who follow. Again, that's a principle of the kingdom. Jesus said, freely you've received. What did he say after that? Now freely Come on, say it out loud. I know I can't hear you, but say it out loud. Now freely give. Freely you've received, now freely give. And we take that principle in terms of these kingdom goals. Um, Gospel, Uh, Kaz read them out earlier, healing, generosity, leadership multiplication, mercy, church planting. The, the use of this building, freely we've received, now we freely give, it's going to become part of who we are. Just for a few minutes this morning we want to look at the first two of those goals and just reflect back, uh, as Kaz said, the, the, the kingdom goal of uh, relating to baptisms, actually much more broadly was about saved and added, baptisms and sharing the gospel, and the kingdom goal of praying for people outside of the church. So let me just start with the first one, this goal of saved and added. If you were with us at the beginning of last year and in the build up to last year, we had believed God. And we had a, a vision and believed God to see 140 people baptized in the last calendar year. We actually baptised 10 people, 10 precious people. This is the one area, um, I think, of our kingdom goals. Yeah, big celebration. Thomason, I see you clapping there. I'm I'm so excited about that. Um, But it's probably the one area of our kingdom goals where we were nowhere near the number that we were dreaming and praying about. But 10 are very precious. We started this time last year um, with Big Mike, uh, the the footballer, professional goalkeeper, who's now playing in Germany. Some of you gathered round as we baptised him in the in the cafe. We finished just a few weeks ago in December with with Katie baptising her in here uh, in Neil and Tracy's hot tub. Uh, in between, we had a pandemic. I think a little bit like our goal on financial. Giving, and Justin's going to open this up next week. Um, We had a a goal at the start of the year to believe God to give away 60,000 pounds in the year honestly, for me, as we approached 2020, I, I, I thought that was impossible. I didn't know how we were going to do that. But, but what that giving goal did for me is pull me into a way of living and behaving and putting money aside and trusting God in faith and praying and persevering. In the same way, this kingdom goal for salvation and baptisms, has, I think, has had a similar effect in my life, and I know in many of yours as well. It's pulled us more intentionally into the disciple-making Process. Kaz spoke about success earlier and, and then said, actually, we use kingdom language, uh, kingdom words. Kingdom life is not made up of business words like success or failure. Kingdom language is about fruitfulness and faithfulness and, and faith and obedience um, rather than success. We said at the start of 2020 a year ago, God, if we're going to get anywhere near this, you've got to change something in me. You've got to change something in us. We've not lived in this world where we confidently share the gospel for most of us uh, as indigenous uh, British believers. Some of you have come to help us from other nations. You've you've helped us learn and grow with a real confidence in this that we've not naturally had in our own culture. So just forget for a moment the the numbers and just ask yourself with me some, what I'd say some qualitative rather than quantitative questions. And then we're going to have a quick chat with my friend, Sam Pullen. Here's some questions I'm asking myself from this year, and you can ask yourself uh, as well. Have I grown in confidence in understanding the gospel and my readiness to communicate it this year? For me, and I know for many of you, the answer is yes, I have. Have I found myself praying more consistently for my friends and my neighbors who don't know Jesus? The answer for me, and I know for many of you, is yes, I have. As a consequence, have I found myself in far more situations and conversations where I've been able to talk to people about Jesus in my everyday life? The answer for me and many of us in between lockdowns is yes, we have. Um, t- this afternoon after this meeting, I'm going to be down at the football ground doing my chaplaincy stuff. I know I'm going to ha- have conversations with, the, with some of the players and the coaches and some of the stewards and one or two from around the club that will be there at the stadium this afternoon. I-, I know because I'm ready. I've positioned myself. I've opened my heart. I've been praying for some individuals. Let me ask another question. Have I found myself more engaged in life outside of the church, in the town? with neighbors, joining other kinds of groups, making friends, serving, whether it's a a church-related serving like love your neighbor or something else that you've got involved in just because you love the town, all because of our love for Jesus. Again, I know in spite of a pandemic, many of you would say, yes, I have grown in that. Have our Sunday meetings and our small groups become more outwardly focused and given room deliberately to, to, to explain the gospel and to help people take the next steps? Yes, they have. I'm gonna put these questions on our Facebook page later so you can, I appreciate on a Sunday when you just hear them, bang, 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 one after the other. It's hard just to, um, to filter them through in your own mind, but you can take some time and maybe make those a part of your prayer in the next few days. But Sam, where are you? Are you able to pop up on the screen and unmute yourself? Thank you, Tex. I think Deb Oliver's behind the scenes making all things uh, happen. Sam, are you there? Yeah, hello. Brilliant. I just asked Sam, um, Sam, Sam's always very self-deprecating and says, oh, I don't really know if I've got anything to add to this, but mm-hmm. I, I really, I'm always encouraged by Sam because whenever I have a conversation with him, he tells me about friends of his or conversations he's had, the moments he found himself in, good, bad, or ugly. I, I'd love to hear Sam's story. So Sam, can you just give us a couple of stories about how this kind of intentional life has, has been reflected in your life over the last few months? Uh, what was that, story? Are you able just to tell us a couple of your stories about how you've tried to live intentionally with the gospel over the last few months?
2: Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, maybe not just the last few months, but maybe since I've had this new job. Uh have yeah. five years, I've just not that new. But I don't know, I suppose uh, maybe when I was baptized, when I first came back to college to I was kind of on fire with, you know, with God. I was really... So, yeah, really going good with it. Uh, and then I kind of obviously got to want to tell the other guys at work. Now I worked for about 15 other blokes who uh you know, all were not Christians. And then they'd just be like, What are you doing? What do you do this weekend? And I just, I went to church. And that's often a great way just to get a conversation started about maybe just how oh, I'm a Christian, you know, <laughs> you need Jesus, like straight away, because I think they wouldn't be interested in that. So I've probably. Things like that, really, and then just recently, where Mal's got a new job at the church, it's been a good conversation to start again. Just saying, because obviously, everyone knew that she'd lost her previous job, and then I thought she's got a new job at the church now, so that's another little way to into a conversation. Yes, yeah, so, uh, things like that, really, it's quite little, just little comments like that. You don't have to necessarily start the conversation, but I feel it leads into one. Yeah, not just fruitful, but uh. In some cases, it's like recently, Mel's mum, who's never been a Christian, more into uh, going ghost hunting in the most haunted pubs and things like that, has just said to Mel uh, about two weeks ago, "I think maybe I need to start becoming a Christian, maybe because of this job." And then, Jesus. then I think last week she found a Bible from a um, grandmother, who's passed away now, saying, "You know, to my daughter Gillian uh, you know, cherish this book or something like that." And then. And then someone posted another Christian book for a door the other day, which wasn't us. So it all seems just strange that it's all coming together. Can you hear me? Or? <laughs> oh, oh, you can. Yeah, so just uh, things like that. It seems to be working well just from now getting this stuff, really, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it wouldn't let me unmute. Um, Sam, that's brilliant. And what I love about what Sam, how Sam approaches things is that he's not going out. um, And again, there's nothing wrong with this, but looking to open his Bible. He's not standing up next to his van when he pulls up in the car park to preach at the guys. There may be opportunities for that to come, but he's just ready in normal conversation. What did he do at the weekend? He's just courageous enough to say rather than just, oh, yeah, I had a nice time, thanks. He's able to say, no, I went to church. Or, hey, my wife's got a new job and she's working for Love Your Neighbor. And what's that about? And he's just ready to talk a little bit more. And of course, all the time, these seeds of the gospel are being sown. I don't know, but I reckon all of us could be a little bit more Sam, don't you? Just have a wave if you think you could be a little bit more Sam. You're not gonna be like Sam, Sam's unique. And Sam's got his own call and his own assignment. But all of us can take a little step of courage and faith. Sam, thank you. You can sit down, mate. We really appreciate your um, help with us this morning. i um, going to invite Kaz back now. And, and after Kaz has shared a little bit, um, just so our techies are aware again, and Debbie as well, we're just going to have a little conversation with Debbie Fox as well.
0: Okay. So um, we've had this attitude change, haven't we? And it is really good to reflect back with gratitude at the fruit of that. So what have we been doing? We've had to try church sundays to deliberately be more open and share the gospel with those that we've been praying for it might have been a little bit awkward we might have felt oh no we're online but no we've had these outward sundays And our Christmas as well, again, it's been online, but our Christmas month had the same invitational feel. And do you know, we had just under 800 people connect with our carol service in some way at some time. We would never have fitted 800 people (laughs) in this hall. You know, God is good. It's good to reflect. It's good to be grateful for what we have seen. You know, we've learned how to be more intentional and creative, sharing our hope and our lives and the gospel, but all online and through our social media accounts as a church. You know, we've also run some very simple alphas again online. They've been from our lounge And from Joe and Amy's lounge, you know, it's been very simple, but people have connected in. And so far, we've seen eight people respond to the gospel through these groups. Eight people have come to know Jesus. This is fantastic. And think about the ID group. Keep going, team. It's great. We've led people to Jesus through our ID ministry our kids' church and our youth teams. Again, keep going teams. It's fantastic because we've continued to share the gospel and make disciples of our noughts to eighteens. It's so important. We put baptism dates in the diary. As, as Steve said, you know, we prayed and we've worked out towards them we found flexible ways of doing it if you've watched them it hasn't been the old conventional way has it of baptism it's been slightly different to adapt and to be creative but we've seen baptisms amongst us and as Steve said he personally has seen people respond to Jesus this year and you know it's okay to reflect and to 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 celebrate. And as Stephen and I were talking about, uh, his uh, responses that he's seen and conversations that he's seen, I've I've not seen the same level, but that's okay. I can be so grateful for what Steve has seen. Now, nearly all of this has been done without our normal structures. It's all so different, isn't it? We haven't been in our building. We haven't had our shop to work out of. We haven't had the teams or the experts. We haven't had those big campaigns with flyers and out on the streets as a big group. We haven't had those big budgets. But we said at the start of the year, we can't get all of the city into our church building, but we can get all of the church into the city and look back at this year, that's exactly what has happened. And do you remember that Sunday morning I don't know teenagers, you might remember it because Steve passed through your little corner down the bottom here and he flung wide the doors and we were singing at the time and he went out and sung and we watched him do it. Open up the doors, let the music play, let the streets resound with singing. You know, God has done this in ways that we would never have asked for. We would never have imagined, but he has done it. So why would we stop this? I don't think we should.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I can't imagine what kind of fool would fling open the fire doors and sing out into the streets. I don't think that really happened. (laughs) Um, So... uh, Debbie, if you're around, we'd love to just have a, a brief conversation with you as well. Um, are you there? Can we hear Yeah, yeah i oh, <laughs> um, Debbie, so listen, Kaz mentioned um, that we had around 800 people connect with our um, carol service this year, December 2020. You, This time last year, you'd just been to a carol service, probably been in here for the first time. How, how come that happened? Tell us a, um, a little bit about that.
3: Yeah okay so um, uh, my friend uh, Freya who's part of this church um, she she invited my family and I along to the carol service and uh, you know I remember her asking me outside the garden centre randomly and thinking "Oh, well, you know that's nice to be invited but at the same time I was kind of like I've got two young kids and you know oh, I'm not really sure that this is for us and um, yeah I was kind of hoping that she would kind of forget about it I hope she doesn't mind me saying but but she didn't. And she persevered. And I think she asked me two or three times in the end. And I remember on her last message her saying, you know, you've got you've got kids. Don't worry. This is a family friendly church. And, yeah, I had a look at your Facebook page and I thought, yeah, this doesn't look like church that, that I've seen before. It looked a lot more warm, a lot more welcoming. And, yeah, I wanted to spend time with Frey and her family. So, yeah, so we came along.
1: Wow, amazing. And um, just just tell us a bit about the process in your heart, if you can put it into words, from coming to a carol service after a conversation outside a garden centre, um, and 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 then actually turning up at an alpha course. And I think for you, the first few weeks of that alpha that Joe and Amy and the team led, it was actually an in-person alpha course, didn't it? You started meeting yeah. at the cafe before the first lockdown. Just explain, how, how did you get from a just turning up at a carol service to saying well i'm going to pitch up with a load of strangers and do an alpha what was going on there
3: yeah so so a, a video was played um at, at the carol service inviting people along to the alpha and yeah, you know, i saw the video and and it kind of dawned on me how many big questions i had um about life and about God that i hadn't really thought about before and i felt something sort of bubbling inside me saying oh you need to do this course um at the time I kind of tr- tried to dismiss it, trying to think of loads of excuses, you know why I couldn't go, a bit anxious about it. but you know the thought about going was really quite powerful. So I, I had a look at the website, the church website, and there was like an alpha section on there. And I remember looking at that and thinking I'm feeling quite encouraged by the fact that it looked looked quite informal, looked quite friendly. It felt like no question would be too big or too small. Um, it looked really you know open non-judgmental so so yeah I, I signed up and then I had to kind of battle with fear to get there but but I did and I got there
1: <laughs> wow it's, it's so helpful to hear that and and for for me and for the rest of us listening we've all got friends like you that we've probably said uh, I could ask them but they're, ne- they're never going to come to anything we I guess what this conversation shows us is we just get to see your side of the Process and get a glimpse about what's going on in your heart. And the, the truth is, Freya didn't know what was going on in your heart, did she? However close you are as a friend, you you don't know. How's it just a quick question? How's it been for you when we baptized you at October time? I I don't think you'd been here to a normal Sunday morning in this building no, since, I- since you've been at the Carol service and, and still haven't yet. How how is it how is it connecting into a church family, but without all of that? You're one of our kind of pandemic born agains. Tell us, tell us a bit about how that feels. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't wait till I can actually be with you all One Worship. But, you know, online church has been uh, really amazing for me and, and also for my family. Um, people have connected in, you know, from my family that don't go to church, wouldn't go to church. Um, and, you know, they've been hearing the word of God. They've been hearing the amazing preaches, listening to how we worship, and also seeing all the amazing things that the church is doing in the community. So I think for me, it's been amazing. And it's also shown me that, you know, God isn't refined to a building, that we can feel his love wherever we are. I mean, I accepted Jesus over Zoom. He got to me through Zoom. Um, you know, and I think with the the online church, as like Kaz was saying, 800 people on the carol service. I think it's been so far reaching God's love. And yeah, I think maybe like some of us don't realise actually how amazing online church actually has been for people outside of the church, you know?
1: Debbie, it's just, it's such an encouragement to hear. And I think for any of us, Again, like, like me, that maybe are flagging a bit with online church. We're weary of it. We're missing the the fullness of the authentic experience. Just to hear your story again should all of us up it's like a shot of of kingdom adrenaline in in the arm I was born again on zoom my friends and family have been connecting in in some ways again we've all got friends like that that we can be praying for and we can be opening our lives with just just finally and you've, you've been oh this is brilliant you've been so good um how would you encourage us to pray and interact with our friends in in the light of of your of your story any any tips for us
3: well, yeah, I mean, I just think it, it's just so important, like firstly, to be praying for our you know, our families, our neighbours, our, our co-workers, all of those people, because, you know, they they need someone to tell them about the love of God and the grace of God. And, you know, we might be that person to do that. Um, you know, Frey hadn't invited me to that carol service. I, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys now. I, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have with God. But I think another tip would be that, not only should we be praying for these people but uh, we need to pray for ourselves as well to have the courage and I know I do sometimes have, have fears so I think we need to pray for ourselves to overcome those fears and anxieties and and being vulnerable you know we, we need to open our lives to people and so they can see the love of Jesus and yeah I think it's easy to kind of put these things off but I think we just kind of we just need to pray for courage and we, we just need to go for it because you know, we might be the only person that,
1: that can change that for somebody. Yeah. Debbie, it's great. Thank you so much for just sharing a little bit of your story this morning. We want to pray in that way and learn from you and for your experience and praise God for what he's done in you and others that have got born again over Zoom and baptised in a pandemic. We're so grateful uh, to have been able to play a small part in that. So be, be more Sam, uh, be more Debbie. Um, th- that's, that's our, um, if you take one takeaway from, from this morning. We've been saying over the last year, every... every, Hello? I'm just getting heckled from stage left here. We've been saying through the year, every city is hard to reach when the church stays in the building. What Debbie's reminded us there is that we're not just locked in around a building. Um, This morning, I read a quote um, from a theologian. He says, in the future, churches which equip Christians will eclipse those that just gather them. And I think, wow, in the future, I, I think we're seeing that now, um, that we're not just to gather believers in a building, but that we're to equip disciples to be disciples. It sounds like Matthew 28, doesn't it? Go and make disciples, church. That's why we spent this year learning as disciples, sacrificing some of their structures and comforts um, of just building church and gathering church in order to learn to live in this bigger kingdom goal of bringing life and hope to to all of of Crawley briefly and we're just going to run a little bit over but I hope that's okay because we're loving these stories just briefly what about the goals on on healing we wanted to pray with more people than ever outside of the the church we had a vision we believed God we said yes to it to pray for over 1500 people between us outside of the church again I think similar to our comments on baptism no one imagined a year where we'd no longer meet many people, where we wouldn't be able to lay hands on the on the sick. Um, Literally, we, we you know people would be afraid to lay hands on one of them. No one imagined that. Um, no one imagined a year where we wouldn't run ministry times and invite people from the outside into healing meetings. We've had to learn whole new ways, but we've grown again in confidence, I believe, here. We've collected lots of stories. I've no way, really, of measuring the numbers. I don't know if we've prayed for 1,500 outside of the church. Um, we, we've certainly collected lots of stories um, through our story button that we had uh, on the Facebook, uh, on the church uh, website but we really don't know what we do know is and what we've heard from so many of you is that you've you've talked and prayed with neighbours you've prayed over whatsapp you've prayed on video calls you've you've prayed at the end of driveways and garden paths and uh, across the street yeah we've run some specific healing services and training we've shared stories we've made room in our live streams to pray for the sick but again it's been encouraging to see so many of us taking baby steps in learning to carry this life in the kingdom outside of the church meetings. A couple of my favorites, and then I think Kaz has got some stories from from Freya, who's already been mentioned. Um, For me, uh, there was one day early on in, in the first lockdown where Um, We just about finished a a church prayer meeting in time to go out for the clap for carers. Uh, And uh, we ran outside down to the end of our path and and clapped for a minute or so and celebrated uh, NHS and frontline workers, then got in a conversation with our neighbours and ended up praying for one of the neighbours for healing there on the street with the other neighbours around us. That was an exciting moment. um, And the kind of thing that we are stepping tentatively into. There's another one, there's a, a, a footballer Um, Just at the end of last season, um, this summer now, as it it was, um, and um, he was out of the team. He'd had a scan and was going to be out for six weeks with an ankle injury. I said, Kind of tentatively, not having had many conversations with him uh, in in my role with the chaplaincy at the football club, would you like me to pray for you? He said, "Yes, please." I didn't think he'd say yes, and then I didn't think he'd want me to pray for him there and then. But he said, "So, are you going to pray then?" So I said, "Oh, okay," Uh, and I prayed. Probably not a very impressive prayer. Um, That was on the on the Thursday. He was back in the squad on the Saturday um, and and played in the match. And he said. God's healed me. Glory to God. Um, I now pray with him every week uh, when I see him because God's opened up a door into his life. Uh, They're just some of my stories. Kaz has got some great ones from Freya.
0: I've got some Freya, so I'm going to read what she's written, all right? These words are hers. She said, I've been challenged and encouraged this year to pray for people out loud. I find it very daunting we can all relate to that, can't we? But I'm learning to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, which is definitely an ongoing lesson. When I saw my friend Anna earlier in the year, I already knew I needed to pray for her. She was having a difficult time with her daughter who needed some extra support, but it was a huge fight to get a diagnosis and to be listened to by the right people. I sheepishly asked if I could pray for her and her response was oh god do you have to and then do I have to say anything I laughed and reassured her that I'd keep it short and she didn't have to do or say anything the next morning she got a letter from cams with good news that things were finally moving forwards now this is a small part of a long and ongoing struggle but she brought this up later when I invited her to church online and she made a joke that I can just whip up a quick prayer and (laughs) next day, bam, a letter arrives on the doorstep. Anyway, a little more encouragement, just to put it on the background, she said, okay. Afterwards, she said that she'd listened and watched to the, the whole thing and said she might give the Alpha course a try, which was super exciting. When it came, she said she didn't have the headspace. I'm still hopeful, although my prayer life has a long way to go. I take huge comfort that God is not reliant on my prayers or efforts for his kingdom work. But I am so honored that he chooses me to be a part of it. Later in the year, she was in isolation and I asked if I could do or bring her anything. Her response was, do your magic prayer thing. (laughs) Debbie is a much shorter story. I invited her to last year's carol service. We just heard from Debbie. The end, says Freya. (laughs) She secretly decided to go along to the Alpha course and look at her now. What a privilege to see her baptized and head over heels in love with Jesus. She is such an inspiration to me. A family member has been struggling badly with her back and we've been praying as a small group, and Charlotte had a picture of her back being pulled up and straightened out. I hadn't told that to my fam that my family member has scoliosis, a curvature of the spine, and sciatica. I was really excited to tell her that she, and she was very touched that we'd been praying for her. For some reason, I find family the most difficult to share my faith with. In November, I met with this family member in. the park and as restrictions allowed and with Eli I managed to pray again for healing and for relationship she said she has been praying but not for herself and was grateful for our prayers her back is still bad and debilitating but I don't think the story's over yet And just before the second lockdown in November I was in the county Mall getting Eli's hair cut and we popped into Costa upstairs in the food court. There's a man who has worked there for years who has moles or something similar over his face. And I wondered if he had experienced negativity through his life. As we were leaving, I felt prompted to go and show him kindness. I thought it was the Holy Spirit, but I quickly made excuses and tried to tell myself I'd missed the opportunity and really I needed to get the kids home for dinner. Then I thought about how much I wanted to be obedient and I turned and went back and thanked him and his colleague for all their hard work. They both stopped to chat and my children behaved as I spoke to them for a moment. I have failed at these moments so many times, but God is so gracious. Aren't they fantastic stories? Wow. Can you imagine, just imagine with me? These steps of faith being normal as we rebuild church. Imagine all of us growing in confidence in healing the sick and being ready to pray for people out in the world in our everyday lives. Wow, that's what 2020 has been about.
1: Yeah. Come on, why don't you stand and pray with me for a moment? It's what we're going to do on these Sundays through january we're just going to reflect back on some of the goals um others are going to pick them up in the weeks ahead and and we'll reflect and just offer ourselves again this is who we are church if you're going to stick around us um we're going to make disciples of one another in these areas there's no turning back when we get back to normal church we're not going back to a life where this stuff is not at the center Mm -hmm. of what it means to be a disciple of jesus john wimber when he was first born again famously said to his unbelieving pastor, oh, he's not unbelieving, that's not fair, but to a pastor who didn't move forward in this stuff, John Wimber said, when do we get to do the stuff? And church, we're going to be a church that does the stuff. We'll do it imperfectly as Freya said, and Debbie said, and Sam has said, and true in my life and Cassie's life too, but we're going to take hold um, and not just run programs and do our worship times, but at the very center of our call be people who go and share jesus and his love and his care um well on into the 2020s Mm. oh lord we just want to pray we thank you lord we want to be more sam and more debbie and more freya but actually we we want more of your holy spirit debbie encouraged us to pray for courage and we we welcome your holy spirit lord if there are any here with us today watching today on this zoom or facebook or watching later on youtube that don't know jesus holy spirit will you get hold of their hearts right now I just want to encourage you, if you're, if that's you and you're listening, um, we want you to follow Jesus. We've got there's lots of great stories we can tell you, but there's there's nothing more important we can share with you today than your need to give up your life, to lay it down, mm-hmm. and to follow Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, to repent of your sins, to turn away, and to give Jesus the leadership of your life. We can help you do that. Um, other good churches in Crawley can as well. We'd love to have the privilege of helping you. We have another little Alpha course starting in February. You're so welcome to join with us on that. Oh, yeah. So we pray for you right now. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Lord, if there are any here this morning that have that are beginning to follow you but haven't been baptized, please, would you provoke them with that next step of obedience? We pray for some of our teenagers that have grown up in Christian homes, but now need to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. Mm. Would you remind them of this need to be baptized? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I pray again we can open up soon um, and do some more baptisms. Mm. We pray for any of those who are sick sick today. Lord, thank you. We heard some stories, uh, Lord, from Freya and others uh, about healing. Lord, we've all taken little steps this year. Lord, again, we pray just release your healing over each one this morning that are sick. or those that are watching right now, just laying hands on parts of their body saying, Jesus, I need you to touch me. We just welcome you now, Holy Spirit. Would you accelerate healing? Well, we can't do it through a Zoom. We can't do it in the room, but we welcome the Holy Spirit who can change in a moment what seems to be stuck. Mm. Oh, God, but well it's hard even to get to the doctors or the hospital right now. We pray, would you be the healer yes. that we need, Lord Jesus? Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much thank you jesus lord we just thank you again we just take this moment this morning to reflect we thank you for the privilege we've had of leading people to jesus this year we thank you for those who've been baptized and those who are getting ready to be baptized we thank you for those we've prayed for and stretched out our hands for in healing lord we say again lord having taken these tentative steps please will you give us more god we want to build here we want to inhabit this territory we want to we want to reap and sow we want to build up a storehouse we want to give much away in this in years And years to come, Lord, having been faithful in the small things, we say, would you just give us greater courage and confidence in these weeks ahead um, to grow and to give away even more than we've walked in Mm -hmm. so far? Thank you for the promise of greater things to come. Thank you. You've said in your name, Jesus, we'll do greater things than you've done because you're going to the Father. Thank you. You said if we ask anything in your name, you'll do it. Lord, that can only be through the Holy Spirit's help. And so just speak it over each One now, Lord, we thank you for what you're shaping in our hearts. But we just say, would you release an anointing of the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit? Oh, God, right now, we'd probably be inviting everyone to come to the front or to put their hands in the air if they want to receive more of the Holy Spirit, if they want to walk more in the things we've heard this morning. So, God, we just respond to you in our homes and we say, yes, we want more. Holy Spirit, anoint us afresh. Come upon Sam and Debbie and Freya and each one of us. Come upon Tony now as I see him with his hands stretched out, Lord, hungry for more. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Come upon Mel as she serves through Love Your Neighbor. Come upon those that are serving in areas that would never be thought of as christian or church related but they're carrying your light and your presence come upon our retired crowd come upon our children that can't even be in their schools and our uni students that have not been able to return to uni yet may we carry your presence and your life give us a fresh anointing holy spirit you've got a way of getting through doors and getting to those that you want to get to so we receive you afresh today oh god thank you thank you Would you just remind us through this week, Holy Spirit, we've received something, now give it away. We've received something, now give it away. Release us. Send us, Lord. May we see multiples of what we've begun to walk in in the last year. Amen. Amen.